After striking out with the Benchwarmers, Jack and Josh settle in for a nostalgic visit with the Goldbergs. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hi. Oh, hi. Hello. Greetings. Oh, mate. Look at you. Oh. All what? dolled up. <laughs> All dolled up. Yeah, I know. I put on my finest glad rags, oh. got my handbags, did the theme song from the UK office, and then strolled in here. And you're also looking fetch. Oh, I've, um, I've put on my finest dancing shoes, my, my, uh, my tippy top hat. Yeah. And uh, I'm here. I'm here with my good friend. Like, hey, hey, Josh. Hey, Josh Pappenheim. Yeah. Hey, Jack Gregson. Hey, Josh Pappenheim. How are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. You know, it's just going on, isn't it? It's just forever. Life. Life. The it universe. Just, everything. Everything. It just happens. I'll die at 42. I've known that for years. How are you getting on? I'm already dead. Oh no! Uh, I'm a ghost. Oh, it's a ghost cast. Oh, you'd love that. I would. <laughs> Every film instantly gets five stars <laughs> if it has a ghost in it. And pay the ghost. A, pay the ghost did not reach that threshold. <laughs> <laughs> did it not have a ghost in it, or uh, did it not reach five stars? I don't think it did. It didn't reach five stars. I can't remember if it had a ghost in it or not. I think it says pay the ghost, and I think I got annoyed with it because there isn't one. I could be wrong. Uh, dear listeners, um, Pay the Ghost is a a Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> Everyone knows what Pay the Ghost is. Everyone saw From it. From 2016, 17? Yeah, sometime. I remember going to a screener of it. Yeah, I remember you ditching me to go to a screener. <laughs> what were we meant to do? We were at the London Screenwriters Festival and you left. <laughs> to go see you left pay before the it was over <laughs> uh, and you're like i gotta go see pay the ghost <laughs> the only reason i was reminded of this is because i was listening to the podcast w rated which has just launched hosted oh yeah by um daisy edwards and claire hope mm. um and uh daisy mentioned that the worst film she'd ever seen was pay the ghost <laughs> Ah, uh, sweet summer child. There's so much worse out there. And she said that she was she saw it at a screener, and I was wondering if it was the same screener you saw it at. I mean, it probably was. I'm not gonna lie. I think it was. No, I think I do remember. I think I remember seeing Daisy there. Oh, my Years goodness! Ago. I've never seen it. Oh, you should, man. I'm busy that day. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not busy i am supposed to appear on a podcast where we talk about Nicolas cage movies oh really yeah um, but I, I i think they didn't have the ones that i wanted that's sad you didn't want to um clear that with your creative partner who's that <laughs> sydney doesn't need to know oh yeah fine fine i see what am i some cheap floozy not cheap <laughs> a very taxing floozy no like mid-budget Mid. Oh, okay. Fine. Mediocre. That'll do. <sighs> <sighs> the fun we have. 
when you edit when you edit the episodes do you cut out the size no because i feel like if i if i kept the size in like our episodes would be a third longer no i keep in all the size uh, because they're you know they're scene setting they're vibe checks okay you know sometimes mm. Mm. what are we talking about this week jack and why are we here well, dear listeners, you'll always know that if it's a week where we're talking about um, an Adam Sandler television show, not even an Adam Sandler television show, if it's a week where we're talking about a Happy Madison television show, it is likely that it is a week in which I misscheduled something and, <laughs> and we can't talk to the guest that we wanted to talk to about the film that we were going to talk to, so we've delayed an episode by a week. So instead of hearing our dulcet tones talking about Click, you're hearing our dulcet tones talking about the TV show The Goldbergs. Because... Each week, your hosts, Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim, discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. And this is a Happy Madison production. I know. It doesn't feel like it. There are parts that feel like it. Yeah, like, it's not offensive enough, mm-hmm. in my opinion. There's a lot of boob talk <laughs> in that pilot. Oh, yeah, but that's that just feels like your classic sort of, like, 80s boobs i know but for hooters. a tv show that debuted in 2013 seems yeah. a little off yeah i get you now of course we could have talked about a number of tv shows we could have talked about the gong show with dave attell yeah we could have talked about nick swartzen's pretend time but who needs more nick swartzen in their life <laughs> that's for when we misschedule the next guest or we could have talked of one of four other shows created by adam f goldberg the creator of the Goldbergs. Have they all Which, been produced by Happy Madison? Uh, all, uh, he has had four shows produced, five shows produced by, uh, no, four shows, sorry. Four shows Which produced by it? Happy Madison. Release the tapes. Which is it? He produced, in 2011, he's, he started his relationship with Happy Madison producing Breaking In. Oh, yeah. Which starred Christian Slater. Yeah. Yeah? No, I don't know it. No, no, not no. at all. I think Christian Slater and Megan Mullally. That timeless pair. I mean, I'd watch anything that Christian Slater's in. What about Megan Mullally? Uh, yeah. That lasted a whole um, two seasons. Nice. Did it hit syndication? What, like uh, Anger Management? <laughs> yeah, like Anger Management. No, it's only got to 20 episodes. Oh, okay. After after that, he then goes on to do The Goldbergs, which is a resounding success. I'd heard of it. I'd heard of it. I mentioned it to someone the other day, and she's like, oh, yeah, I remember that when it was on TV, and it was, like, on for two seasons. And I was like, oh, it was on for longer than that. <laughs> it was on forever. It's still going. Then Adam uh, F. Goldberg went on to create everyone's favorite Jenna Elfman comedy, Imaginary Mary. Nope. That was a show in which... Uh, a woman is visited by an imaginary puppet being from her childhood. Cool. That lasted all of nine episodes. Cool, cool. We'll get to it. We'll get on to Imaginary <laughs> Mary. And then uh, the Goldbergs, so popular, it had a spin-off. <gasps> About who? About Barry's girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Cool. I think, yes. Yes. About Barry's girlfriend. That lasted for two seasons and is set in the 90s. Right, okay. Did I yep. say what it was called? Did I say it was called Schooled? No. It's called Schooled. And uh, yeah, it's got like characters that are in the original series. I think Barry comes back. Well, you'd hope so. In one episode. Right. 
so they're not together anymore. Is that a spoiler? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I've not seen enough of this show to be able to tell you because I have only watched the first three episodes. Oh, same. What a crazy oh, coinkydink. Lucky. Well, let's. Josh, do you have a, a synopsis for the show? I do. I do. Yeah. So, synopsis for the Goldbergs. This ABC show takes place in Jenkintown, Pennsylvania in the 1980s and follows the lives of a family named the Goldbergs. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. What, what do you want? No, no, that's no. It. That's, that's it. That is the show. <laughs> that is the story. Um, if you want to go deeper. I really do wonder how like you pitch that show. Uh, you know, it's like uh, every other sitcom you've seen about young people growing up with crazy parents and crazy siblings. But, you know, this one has a slight conceit where the youngest child films everything, but it doesn't factor into it whatsoever. Yeah, I have notes on that. <laughs> it will make you really wish you were watching, I don't know, Oliver Bean or Malcolm in the Middle. Fresh off the boat. Yeah, I don't know what that is. That's another show from around the same time. That oh okay, it's more. It's about uh, an Asian family moving to America. Sounds good. Sounds like it has a point of view. And uh, they uh, and it focuses on the young son who is sort of actually no, I don't think they have are moving to America. I think they they grew up in America. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a bit of an odd one, and it's all right. It has the same sort of thing where the older version of the character narrates it looking back on his life. I'm so done with it already. <laughs> We've only been talking about it. We haven't what, even been... Fresh off the boat? Are you done with no, Fresh off the boat? just Goldbergs. Just fucking Goldbergs, man. Mediocre. Um, I, I don't know if I'd say I'm done with it. Really? Would you go like, back for more? I, I could have it on. You'd have it on. I could have it on because I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I masturbate and something like that. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like you know, doing some filing. I don't or do filing. Writing an email. Christ. Okay, it. just went straight to wanking. <laughs> Horrible. You asked me what I'd be doing. I had to be yeah, honest. I suppose. Well, at least we've got a conversation for the end of this topic of which one of the Goldbergs are you wanking to? Oh, Wendy McLendon Covey got some notes on her as well i don't like this <laughs> i don't like this topic you've taken the, you've made a smut um so let's let, I'll, I'll do i'll do the stats yes please uh so this was created by adam f goldberg as as mentioned and it stars uh wendy mclendon covey mm. jeff garland mm. sean giambron mm. troy gentile Mm. Haley or <laughs> I just like the way you're saying mm, at the end of everybody's name. Mm. Haley Orantia, 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 uh, Haley Orantia, and George Segal. This show debuted, 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 debuted on the 24th of September 2013, and its first season on Rotten Tomatoes had a solid. 52%. <laughs> it's like a tepid shit. But the second season has 100%. What? <laughs> How can I show double goodness? The first season has 26 critics. The second season has five. Right, okay, I see. So I feel like people were less interested in season two. It found its audience and it really engaged them. But if it lost you in season one, then you were dead to it or it was dead to you 
Entertainment Weekly called it the best of any family comedy on TV in the way that it eschews dysfunction for its more appropriate real-world term, love. That's nice, isn't it? And that really is the heart of the show, isn't it? Yeah, it's love. Love is the heart. Love and boobs and roller skating, I guess. Yeah. So we watched the first three episodes of this. An hour, listeners. An hour and six minutes. Yeah. Plus adverts, because it's on 4OD. That's true. It's Every episode is available on 4OD. So have we mentioned it's eight seasons long? <laughs> Jesus, okay. So it is still going. There are 171 episodes. <gasps> Syndication. Syndication, baby. Um, it's still going. There's a new season at the moment. If you want to watch uh, season eight, it started in October. Is it eventually going to get to a point where the character of Adam F. Goldberg is going to write the Goldbergs? Well, so that would have to take it... Because they don't say when the show is set. They keep referring it to it as 1980-something. Yeah. So, maybe? Just keep it going until everyone's geriatric. And then the parents die. Or they don't, I don't know. I mean, George Segal's got to die, right? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. He could live forever. He could. We don't know. He is... A poor man's Elliot Gould. Do you think? Yes, I do. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> I would very much agree. Is he a person? How so? Like, does he is he a robot or is he like a, like, a water feature? Yeah, is he a nymph? No, like, <laughs> is he a person? Has he done stuff in the yeah. past that people yeah. know? He was in twenty twelve. You remember twenty twelve? Oh, I do. Is he the rich Russian one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and um, say no. If he's if he's not the old Jew, he's probably not in it. <laughs> oh, it's really sad, isn't it? The typecasting. I'm trying to think like what what else he was in. He was in um the Cable Guy. Apparently, he was in, he was yes, he is in the Cable Guy, and he's in the first Look Who's Talking movie. Oh yeah, as the guy who um impregnates Kirstie Alley, the father of baby Bruce Willis. I don't like that. <laughs> no. No. Do you like the Look Who's Talking movies? Um, I haven't actually seen them. I think you're all right. He's the original Dick from Fun with Dick and James. Yes, that was what I was building to. Oh. <laughs> so um, no, that's all right. And he was in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Oh, cool. He's also in The Owl and the Pussycat as Felix. Ah, Felix. From, from The Owl, Owl and the Pussycat. <laughs> My favourite. Is that a oh, Peter Bogdanovich? I don't know. Is that a Peter Bogdanovich? It could be. I've lost it now. I was just looking down IMDb because that's what the show is when <laughs> I have nothing to say about what Why do you watching. not have anything to say, Josh? Herbert Ross. Oh, it's Herbert Ross. But well, it's based Ross. off a Buck Henry screenplay. Okay. 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 Um, there, there must be something you vaguely... like. So, come on. We, we've come off three pretty terrible movies. Yeah. Did you not feel some relief in just watching this sort of average sitcom? No, because, I mean, actually, it was bad coming from the Benchwarmers, which was, like, it was terrible, but in a completely, like, nothing way. Like, it was so dull. The Benchwarmers was. Yeah, the Benchwarmers. Not this. No, no, no. So coming off the Benchwarmers, it was so, the the Benchwarmers was so dull to to the point at which both of us have forgotten that we watched the film <laughs> as of half an hour ago. Um, compared to, you know, the real, like, offensive trash of the weeks prior, you know, your grandma's boy or 
Obviously, I'm a juice European gigolo. Well, you know, there's stuff to talk about because it's so utterly uh, morally reprehensible or irreprehensible, whichever it is. Morally repugnant. Um, whereas this is just like, it's like a sort of lukewarm bath that you can sink into and lose hours of your life. And will you have learned anything? No. Will you have gotten outraged about anything? No. Will you have laughed? One and a half times per hour. <laughs> Probably, based on my viewing experience. I laughed at things. I, have, I think I have a list of um, the things I laughed at. It just, it feels like, like, a, you know, I said it earlier, like, it will make you wish you were watching Oliver Bean or Malcolm in the Middle, Malcolm in the Middle specifically. Like, Do you want to know just... the, li the lines I laughed at? Yeah. <laughs> um, Go on, tell me. When when the daughter, I believe her name is, is it Haley? Could be. Erica. <laughs> Erica. She's played by Haley, though, yeah. right? Okay, that's fair. Um, Erica is defending the man she's dating to the mum, and the she and uh, the mum's like he's in college, and the mum and uh, Erica responds with, "He dropped out to start a band. Don't you feel stupid now?" Which I thought, like, that's a funny line. Yeah, that's a funny line. I enjoyed when Barry <laughs> referred to rap as the poetry of the streets. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I enjoyed when Jeff Garland declared that they should throw out all the food because there was a tampon in the bag with the food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Josh, did you just hate all of this? <laughs> I laughed. Do you know what? I, did you laugh when at the, at the end of them watching Poltergeist, George Seagal just went, where the fuck was the mouse? I laughed at that. That was my. That was one of my point five laughs. <laughs> it was a good moment. It was a good moment. Yeah. So I laughed in total for the one hour. I would say fifteen minutes. I watched this because it includes adverts. I laughed three point five times. Okay. A minute ago, it was one point five times. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Because two of those laughs came from adverts that happened <laughs> in between the episodes. Okay. So my point five laughs from the actual show. Uh, in episode one, when the older brother is just eating garbage donuts. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I thought that was all right. Him going out the back of a donut shop and the younger brother comes up and is like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm eating these garbage donuts because my friend leaves them out for me. <laughs> Fine. Uh, half a laugh. I want to remember this outfit for the rest of my life. And then he's wearing some 80s parachute pants things. Is, no, that stuff doesn't do it for me. No, like I was like, it's fine. I don't know why. I think it caught me at a weird moment when I was really searching. And yeah, the final 0.5 laughs was where the fuck was the mouse? The main laughs were I laughed one time during the advert for Friday night dinners during the trail and thought... Which is, it's called Friday night dinner. Huh? Not, din not dinners. It's not plural. Oh, yeah, Friday night dinner. I laughed during that because I went, oh, I really like that show. And it was a funny moment. I thought it was good. And I also laughed at a tweet that I read while I laughed at a tweet I read during the adverts on a different episode. Was it? I wish it was a tweet that you wrote. No, <laughs> I wish it was. That was literally the whole sum of the good times I had over this hour and I, so, so I will say this. I, I, I almost regret that we, we just uh, jumped in at the beginning. I think maybe it would have been smarter to judge this show later on when this show has sort of found its groove no because we thought we tried that with rules of engagement <laughs> we tried yeah, that but because but, but i i honestly think this would be a better show than rules of engagement like 
I think, like, yeah, I just, I don't know, I feel like there must be, I think I see a lot of, like, memes from this show on, on the Twitter every now and then. But then, and... Jack, I feel like it would be a Catch-22 situation. Because, like, you jump in to the Goldbergs in season three, or season two when it has 100%, you haven't developed those expectations of the characters, you haven't developed that trust and rapport with the characters so those things could just be out of context because, well this you know... is this is this is the point i was getting to was because we've started with just three episodes at the beginning i don't think it's a very strong pilot no i i don't think it's much of a pilot at all because it really it doesn't it has like a bit of an intro at the beginning and then just jumps into what feels like a regular episode it doesn't feel to me like oh this is our pilot this is how we're going to set up you know something great it just feels like random episode of the goldbergs which yeah. might be a reason into why we could just watch any episode of the goldbergs True. because they're all kind of the same they might not be they might get better um, yeah, they might there might be a murder they <laughs> have to solve it over an entire season <laughs> using all their special skills and maybe that's why adam goldberg's whole filming everything would come into play who knows i know we've talked about uh norm mcdonald's um sitcom a yeah. minute with Stan Hooper. His his dream for that show <laughs> yeah. was to do a second season and have his uh, wife character killed off and that and he has to solve her murder in the second season. Good God. Okay. <laughs> that could be quite fun. <laughs> he just wanted to go from this sort of like very sort of kind of mundane sitcom setting to just what if oh, my character goes really dark and has to solve a murder? See, that's the sort of show I love. That's that's your too many cooks right there, isn't it? That's, that's I that mean, swerve. This is why I always think that you'd like uh, Norman. Probably would. He just he hasn't done anything good. <laughs> anything I've seen so far. He, I I read his uh, memoir. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How was it? Any it's highlights? Really that's a lot of highlights that God I can't really it. get through. It's um. It's an odd memoir because it's all uh, it's all fake. Oh, okay, fine. But it's um, but it's written like it, it's written by he's created a ghostwriter character to write it, who is slowly going mad trying to <laughs> unravel the history of North McDonald. Oh, okay. All right, that sounds quite good. <laughs> it's quite good. I think they're actually talking about making a movie of it. Oh, cool. So, all It'd right. be strange. He sounds sort of um, a bit more Kaufman. He, yeah, he's now. he's someone who I think is very um, bizarre. Good. Um, okay, maybe I'll take him seriously now. Maybe. maybe. He's not in this, though. No. <laughs> um, we didn't mention that uh, this was uh, these, well, the first two episodes were directed by Seth Gordon. That's a person. It's a person. Um, he, he's a person who's done sort of one good thing and lived off the success of that for the rest of his career. Um, he directed the documentary King of Kong. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Which is great. Love King of Kong. And then he went on to direct the abysmal Christmas comedy Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, fuck yeah, nice. Uh, oh. Horrible Bosses. Um, oh. Which is... Uh, the dreadful comedy Identity Thief. Yeah. And uh, I never saw Baywatch, but I heard it was awful. Oh, I saw Baywatch, yeah. Was it awful? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously it was terrible. 
doesn't mean it wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, very interesting. He did. I don't know if he he planned to do many documentaries because that is the only one he he ended up being credited as the director for. He's done a few. He's produced a few, mm. but um, yeah, it doesn't seem like he took because the king of kong was very well regarded but i wonder if it wasn't so much his direction and just finding that great story yeah that's always the thing mm. i mean it's not he's not asif Kapadia, is he he's not um what's his face derek jacoby he's not derek jacoby <laughs> that's one thing we can agree on this man is not derek jacoby <laughs> he is not uh the third episode was directed by troy miller who has probably directed one of one episode of like every sitcom you've ever watched <laughs> yeah and he also directed dumb and dumberer oh okay yeah fine he's had some weird directors though now that i'm just looking through like who's been invited on to direct this show you've had like people who do direct a lot of uh, sitcoms like ken marino and uh david katzenberg and uh, jay trandashekar from uh, yeah. broken lizard and you've got um kevin smith has directed a few episodes what? What? From what? your director of your favourite film, Jay and Silent Rebob. <laughs> the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. No, Jay and Silent Rebob is what they should have called Yeah, it. true. Um, they fucked it. M- Melissa Joan Hart has directed an episode. Wow. Okay. Uh, Leah Thompson from Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah, like um, just, uh, just sort of a slew of weird people just coming in and directing this, uh, this show. Fuck, maybe it does get good. Maybe it has, maybe those maybe we should watch those Kevin Smith episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to them being really racist and talking about giving blowjobs. Um, can't wait. Uh, but this is it. Yes, yeah, so we we watched three episodes of this, and my thing was, I just I just outside of like, there's no real like, what's the word? conflict there's no real conflict in the show conflict there's no hook so the show is based on adam f goldberg's real life growing up yeah he was he is the lead character i guess of the show is adam frederick goldberg yeah um played by sean giambroni um he's got a very expressive face i'll say that child did you think there is a moment in the second episode where he is wearing the clothes that his mum has bought for him yeah where he's panicking about it and his voice goes all high and he sounds like our producer whitey (laughs) very true yeah maybe whitey was moonlighting maybe whitey maybe this is also a whitey prequel shit fuck we've blown this wide open Maybe Adam F. Goldberg is Whitey. Wait, so what happens to... So if Eleanor is the sister, Erica... Fuck! <laughs> Erica, Eleanor. What happens to Barry? Does Barry die? Yeah. And then Adam and Erica grow up together and then eventually fuck? Yeah. And then give birth to... And then give birth to Adam Sandler's character, but can't live with the shame. <laughs> so they can't live with the shame, so they put him up for adoption. He's adopted by the parents who then die. And then he makes his way back to his birth parents. Yeah, exactly. What a horrid, horrid <laughs> show. <laughs> That's it. Like, the, the, the first two episodes, have, well, the first three episodes, in fact, have the same conflict three times in which the mum is just sad that her kids are growing up. I get the idea that that's exactly what the show is going to be for 172 episodes. <laughs> like, it's going to be... Oh, I'm a boomer. I'm Jeff Garland. I hate wife. Cannot swipe or can 
Don't have to swipe the book. Just read the book. Why are kids so what, what annoying? What are you talking about? I'm don't doing need, boomer don't memes. Just, I don't <laughs> know boomer, boomer memes. memes are. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's just going to be Jeff Garland being like, I am home, honey, hate wife, wear food, no pants while watching TV, son, hear boobs. And then Wendy McClendon Covey is going to be like, I am woman, my kids grow old. I have no purpose. I don't think she'd ever be I am woman because I, I, I don't think she's that type of character. Oh, no, I just meant that's just oh, stating. Oh, I thought you were like doing I am woman, hear me roar. No, 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 no. No, it Oh, maybe. There's no, no, no. Epi- I tell you what. There's yeah, probably there's an, an episode, episode where she discovers feminism. Yeah, there's an episode around season four. I know she never talks about it again. <laughs> around season four, episode six, where it's like, yeah, she falls in with a gang of friends and then they teach her about self-respect and then it turns out like one of them's gay and then she's like, oh. <laughs> and then it's back to suburban housewife and she, you know, Jeff Garland hates wife. And then it's just back to that and everything's fine. And she's like, I learned, or no, her kid will get in a crisis and she'll be like, I'm not washing your clothes. And then he like poops himself. And she'll be like, I'm sorry, honey, I should have washed the clothes. And then she'll go back and this be is, like, I, I will feel always like this wash is the your, clothes. Um, this is your adult swim version of it. <laughs> This is the Don Hertzfeld version of just like I am wife, I must wash clothes. Let Josh, have you watched food. um have you watched Beef House? No, I haven't. I've heard of it. Oh, uh, you should watch Beef House. Sounds really good. I think you'd like it. I like the name. I like that in every sort of like scene transition it's just a shot of the house and it just goes beef. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's the sort of shit I love. Um, but yeah, this show and uh, I, well it's just, but this is it, like those first three episodes we had, they're all very domestic set, apart from, like, we get a little bit of uh, Jeff Garland's shop in the third one. Yeah. Um, I, I I was watching it, and I was just like, I kind of want to see these kids go to school. I want to see a bit more of this 80s world that they've set up. I want to see them get into problems with something. But instead, I, I'm just set in this sort of d- domesticity. Yeah. Like, there aren't really any other characters in the than the family so far. No, and I think like back on like the pilot for Malcolm in the Middle, which is um, Malcolm gets transferred to the smart class essentially. Yeah, it kicks off a conflict that's going to last the whole yeah, time. It kicks off something that happens. Yeah, <laughs> and I was wondering like maybe because this whole show, yeah, is based on Adam F. Goldberg's life, and he did videotape his family, and so. I, I was wondering, like, oh, is the videotaping thing going to be something? Is it going to be a part of the show? Is he going to, like, catch something on camera every week or something like that mm. that he's trying to sort of figure out and learn about? But no, it's not that. Because <laughs> he, he, he videotapes stuff, kind of. Do you know what the whole thing feels like? Shit. Yeah, I mean, obviously. But do you remember being at uni? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, and then at a certain... Anyone who sort of vaguely headed down... A possibly pseudo creative path will have at one point have thought my living situation is so funny the people well, i the, live with the, the, the uni situation yeah like my our flat is so funny all these characters you mean the creators of fresh meat yeah everyone has had the fresh meat moment where they go our flat is so funny and full of such amazing characters that i'm going to write a script pilot that is just all of us hanging out funny that i never thought to do this did you not no i never thought my living situation was very (laughs) oh that's sad but i (laughs) i know like so many people who 
yeah who are now in creative industries or anything like that who would who have at one point had the sort of like i'm gonna write a play or a book or something that's just like here's all of us hanging out but my name is now jomsh jomsh <laughs> You know, it's about Jomsh. He's a great guy, but he's misunderstood. No, I, I get it. I get it. Um, you hit it well. Yeah. So it's just that, isn't it? Like the whole conceit, the whole interesting thing that's happening, according to this show, is that Adam Goldberg would grow Adam up Adam F. To... Goldberg. Because let's not forget, there is another oh, yeah. actor called Adam Goldberg. All right. All this show is, is isn't this, isn't this funny? Because it's fun watching this child who will one day grow up to become Adam F. Goldberg, who writes The Goldbergs. You know, it's like a horrible self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. A, it is one of those things as well. Like, it's it's like, um, who the fuck is Adam Goldberg? Yeah, I <laughs> who know. Who the fuck is Adam F. Goldberg? It took me, one of my notes is, it took me three episodes to realise that Adam F. Goldberg wasn't Evan Goldberg. <laughs> Not even you didn't Seth think Rogen's it was. You didn't partner. think it was Adam Goldberg from Dazed and Confused. No, and, like Friends and stuff like that. No, I thought it was Evan. <laughs> no, the the you know the super bad guy. Yeah, no, it's not him. But no, Adam, Adam Goldberg is seemingly famous for making a show about his life. Sorry, Adam F. Goldberg. Adam F. Goldberg <laughs> is seemingly famous for making a show about his life. You know, but no, but. You don't get it, Jack, because obviously he had obviously he had to make a show about his life because eventually he would grow up to write the show about his life. Do you see? <laughs> I do see. It's an Ouroboros. <laughs> it's that, yeah. It's that one episode of Red Dwarf. Yeah. He made that movie that people um, talked a lot about and then weren't really interested in when it came out. The Goldbergs. Do you remember Fanboys? Oh, Yeah. So he wrote Fanboys. Right. With Ernest Klein, who wrote Ready Player One. Oh, fuck, okay. Um, do you remember the plot of Fanboys? No, I didn't watch it. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, you huh? did. Yeah, you did. I didn't, sadly. Um, so it was like um, a group of nerdy friends uh, try to break into Skywalker Ranch because one of them is dying and he wants to see episode one before it's released. Fuck, okay. All right. It's a thing, isn't it? It is a thing. I'm in it. Maybe I'll watch it. You're in it? Yeah, I'm in it. <laughs> I didn't realise you played Hutch. I could have been in it. Hutch. Yeah. Oh, Dan Fogler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Dan Fogler. <laughs> oh, I thought it was you. I could have been Garfunkel or Simon. I've seen that Simon and Garfunkel. Now I think about it. Come to think about it, his name was... It was you. Damn. Damn. Actually, I I will take over the part played by Stanley Shankamala, and I will play Thick-Necked Thug. Uh-huh. You can but play Groovot. Me. <laughs> Thank you. Or Admiral Seashultz. I can't take Seth Rogen's role. <laughs> Uh, okay, so he, um, wrote, yeah, so he like, writes fanboys. He writes fanboys, which, you know, I guess plays into... Adam F. Goldberg's like vibe, yeah, vibe. Like he's a nerd. That's the whole thing. Like I got really annoyed with all the t-shirts his character wears in the show because <laughs> so I was just like, oh, great. So what? Now he's gonna wear a fucking Top Gun shirt. He's got a Star Wars shirt. We get it. He's a nerd. His room is covered in posters. Found out, um, according to the IMDb trivia, 
those are the posters that covered his wall when he was a kid. Wow. That's so cool. I also found out that uh, the sweaters that Wendy McLendon Covey wears belong to the real Beverly Goldberg. It's just all the little touches, isn't it? It's all the little touches of narcissism, of being like, I want my family to live forever and for the public to love them. He's erased somebody. Has well, he? He's sort of changed somebody because um, he grew up in a family of uh, of all boys. <gasps> and uh, the studio were like, we think it would be funnier if there was a girl in there. So he changed his brother Eric into Erica. Oh, good. Plus... <laughs> There'd be some copyright infringement there if it was a sitcom about a crazy dad, a high-strung mum, and three brothers, wouldn't it? No, because it's the 80s. Oh, true. Malcolm in the Middle was the 90s. <laughs> so, You're fine. Get around that. Sorted. Forget about it. Forget about it. Um, I do think that if I did stick with this show, not saying that I would, I do think I could probably just get into a groove with it. Yeah, but, like, would you have a good time? Well, like, because I started Shit's Creek and I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, and I stuck with it, and I really love it now. Yeah, but Shit's Creek is, like, universally critically acclaimed. Yeah, season two of The Goldbergs yeah. has 100% <laughs> from five yeah, people. From, like, from, like, adamfgoldbergstan.net <laughs> and, like, the Daily Mail. You don't want to listen to them. Whereas Shit's like, Creek has I'm got, like, I don't know, galaxybrain.org giving I'm it 100%. I'm sure it's fine. I'm no, sure but this it's is like... the thing. It's, it's obviously going to be fine. I could definitely fucking stick this on and waste an entire weekend and watch, well, only, like, a, a quarter of the entire run of the show. But, you know, like, I could just let it go on and on and on and on. And on but, and on and on and on. And on and on and on and on and until it ends. And I, w- I think I would have every so often looked up and exhaled positively and then gone back down to look at my phone and life would have dripped out of my hand and I would have woken up an 80-year-old man with nothing, no memories, <laughs> you only would be regrets. Pops. I'd be pops. You know, it's just, it's, it's such a wasting your life show, you know? It's a, I'm eating a microwave lasagna. But like, I'd throw on like... I would rather watch this than put on like a an episode of The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, be- like it's better than that, obviously. But at least in The Big Bang Theory, you can get annoyed. Whereas in this, it's yeah, just I it's like it's just like I, this is it. Like I just like because in lockdown, as we are in, yeah. sorry to spoil it for, for the listeners. <laughs> it's still going. It's a twist. <laughs> <laughs> We were in lockdown all along. Um, Who knew? You know, I've I've gone through so many shows and stuff, and like, like I was, I, I I've tried to watch every episode of The Simpsons. I'm stuck on season eighteen because I just can't force myself <laughs> to do it anymore. Yeah, and I think like maybe better than me finishing the next thirteen seasons of The Simpsons. Jesus Christ. Is maybe I just watch this show that seems quite gentle and fun. Yeah, I mean you could, yeah. Fine, you could. But will will anyone remember this show in 20 years? No. Will anyone remember the bad seasons of The Simpsons in 20 years? Yes. Yes. Exactly. But then I, then I can be like, oh, you guys remember that? Oh, you're <laughs> such guys... populists. Yeah, I guess. Me. I remember, I remember the Goldbergs. I did a podcast on it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. We all need the zone out shows. It's just, there's so many of them now, these ambient shows, you know? Yeah, no. This is just, just too many, too many TV shows. 
No, it's not too many TV shows. No, there is too many TV shows. I mean, there are too many TV shows. But specifically, there's too many ambient TV shows where they know that you're not going to be paying attention that much. Like American Housewives. So it's just like, it's just background noise. And I get it, it's fine. But also, I think it's just lockdown getting to me, man. Like, I spent so long watching these kinds... Like, I've rewatched Community twice in lockdown. And that's great. Josh, I don't think I don't think Community is a very good show. I do, but I that's not the point. It's a very good show. Well, it is, but that's it's not the not. point. It, it thinks it's stuff. a really good show, and that's why it's not that good. No, it does think it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes oh, it really does. Most of the time, it doesn't. I disagree. But anyway, it's a it's a bit of a flop. Anyway, after you went on your like, you hate everything that Mike Sher created. Oh yeah, no, that's another thing. So I think I think what it is this show is it holds up a mirror to myself because since uh, since us talking about the Mike Sher thing I was like maybe I'll give the US office a go and I've now watched a season and a half of it could I tell you anything that happens in a single episode no in the most recent one someone took a shit on Michael's floor interesting I'm sorry Fine. Josh you just told me something that happened in an episode so you're five seconds ago you were like I couldn't ago. do it and I now it you half did an hour ago. Ah, somebody would <sighs> be thrown in jail for perjury <laughs> perjury take me off to sure jail <laughs> oh did you say perjury <laughs> I wish I did god damn it surgery <laughs> so I think it's just I just, I can't have another one of these shows where it's just like, oh, fine, there's some characters, they say words, there's a vague hint of a laugh track, even though there isn't one. There's just pause for effect, and it just goes on, and it goes on, and there's 172 episodes, and each episode bleeds into another one, and it's just fine. I just can't deal with it anymore. Josh, have you watched the Dick Van Dyke show? No. That's a good show. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's on that- Amazon Prime, you should watch it. Oh, maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe I'll reach a, a, another desperate period. It's just endless. I think, yeah, I think that's what it is, is when I look into the show, I see coronavirus. I see the slow <laughs> decay of, like, anything happening. Like, time stops still, and it's just goes... It's just an endless void of the same forever kicking you in the face. You know? There's no end in sight for the show. It's still going it's all right it's, <laughs> but that's the thing it's all right it's all right it's got no highs it's got no lows it's just it's just the same it's a blamange it's porridge it's just fine it's deeply fine i think i'm having a breakdown <laughs> i'm ready to admit that now i don't know like i it's just in a world of like tv shows that don't really exist yeah <laughs> yeah what do you mean? This is better than Rules of Engagement. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is it? If you were locked in a room with DVDs of Rules of Engagement and DVDs of the Goldberg Season 2 rated 100% of Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> yeah. what are you watching? Do you know what? You're watching I, Rules of Engagement. I'm watching fucking Rules of Engagement because I cannot... a fucking madman. <laughs> <laughs> because I cannot... If you're faced... Like, you're, you're driving down a road, and there's two roads. Either you oh. don't question why you're locked in this room. <laughs> no, I is I know why. We all know why we're locked in this room. I've locked you in. Yeah, you've locked me in. <laughs> um, you know, you're driving down a road, and to your left you see a car crash. You want to look at it. You don't want to look at the road. This isn't that's true, just going because I walked past um, 
uh, what looked to be some sort of car accident earlier today, and I was like, you know what, I can't. I've got to get. I've got to go buy my granola. <laughs> See, all right. Let's say time's no object. You've had all the granola you want. You're a full little tum tum boy. You're gonna crane that neck. No, there's too much sad stuff in the world. This, you know, that was yeah. it as well. Like I just thought this was a little. It wasn't great, but it was so much more delightful than some of the stuff we've had to watch lately. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's true. There was it? a moment of uh, when you see the shot, or you see the girl that Adam likes at the Waffle House, and I enjoyed that, like, the sexy shot of her was her wiping beans off a plate into a bin. Like, I was like, oh, there's something a bit strange there. I actually wish there were more sort of jokes like that. <sighs> yeah. Maybe there are. Maybe we're going to have to watch some more of this, Josh. No, we're not. Maybe we're going to have to do it. You could do it. You can do a weekly... I tell you what, A buddy. weekly Goldberg update. Yeah, no, I tell you what. You watch five episodes a week. Five episodes a week? What do you think yeah. I'm doing with my life? It's only an hour and a bit. An hour and a half. It's 88 minutes. <laughs> All right. You watch one episode a week. No, it's and not. You... It's not. It's more than that. It's, 100, it's 110. All right. Watch one, one episode a week and you come back and you tell us... I'd have to cut down on, on bath time. Why don't you watch it in the bath? Oh, that's an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Cool. I don't know. I'm happy you enjoyed the show, man. I'm happy. I just thought it was fine. Yeah. And I, I just, I'm so sort of shocked that, uh, that you're like, oh. I, when, uh, uh, there are two things we haven't talked about about this show yet. We haven't yeah. talked about Jeff Garland. Yeah. What do you think of Jeff Garland in the show? I mean, I, well, I love Jeff Garland in life. In this, he's in life. In life, in this, it's fine, isn't it? He's just your classic. He sort of seems neutered a bit by this. Yeah, he's just a screamy dad, but not in a like. Yeah, there's no like. There's no barb to it. There's no. Because I've also been watching uh, Kirby Enthusiasm recently. Mm. Season I've seen it all before, but this is uh, I'm rewatching season three for no apparent reason. <laughs> Did you just um, start there? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just throw on season three, and um, he's so funny in it, and he's so like he plays it so well, and I do wonder if like he's just someone who's better at just improving. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine so. Plus, his his character in Curb has stuff going on, like he has things, like he's a dickhead, and he's also a cheating dickhead, and he's also a cheating gambling dickhead. But he's like he's not got stuff going on in his his episodes of Arrested Development, but he is fun in it. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah, yeah. So you know, I I I enjoyed Jeff Garland being there because I get to look at Jeff Garland, I get to hear Jeff Garland specifically when he sings. I thought that was quite nice. But <laughs> he's got the voice of an angel. That's literally one of my notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that. Like, he's fine. This could have been played by any sort of vaguely Jewish shouty man, you know? <laughs> vaguely Jewish shouty man. The other person I wanted to talk about was uh, Troy Gentile. Oh, yeah. Because um, he was famous for playing young Jack Black twice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he played young Jack Black in Nacho Libre mm. and young Jack Black in Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny. Wow. They really just honed in on this one kid, huh? And I think he also played another young version of a uh, 
I kept thinking he played a young version of Jonah Hill, but it's just that he was in that movie Drillbit Taylor, which was right. written by Seth Rogen, and all the characters in it feel just like the super bad characters, but a bit younger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, he plays young Craig Ferguson in an episode of The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. Is that it? Oh, no, he plays young Dan Fogler. So young you. <laughs> Fuck's sake. In Good Luck Chuck. Oh. Okay. <laughs> he was like, yeah, he was the kid known for playing young kids. Um, young chubby kids. It's <laughs> ironic. He doesn't even look like the one guy that I thought he looked like. I mean, he's not played a young version of the one guy I thought he looked like. Who did you think he looked like? I thought he looked like Mario Lopez. But I think it's the hair. You know? I don't think... Is he Hispanic in any way? No. <laughs> but he has the hair. And he has He's a similar the, face. The he has a similar girl. face and he, has a, and he has the hair. So I thought, that's baby Mario Lopez. I guess so. You know? Anyway, Dan why Fogler, do you want to talk about Dan him? Fogler. Well, I just thought he was a bit much. Yeah, he does have... He does switch gears pretty quickly. Just a lot of him just sort of shouting. It's because he's playing Reese. But Reese didn't shout. Yeah, he did. Reese was sort of. Reese was funnier. Reese <laughs> shouted all the time. Did Reese shout all the time? Yes. We're talking about Reese from Malcolm in the Obviously. Middle. Obviously, this, that show's been off the air for like 18 years. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but there's not Obviously. a day that goes by I don't think about it. Oh, God. Um. You know, people will know when you mention Barry from Barry Goldberg and not Reese Wilkerson. Yeah, true. But yeah, I was, I, he was just sort of like, I just kept watching him. I'm just like, this guy is, seems to be playing it on a different level from everyone else. Yeah, everyone else is kind of muted. Apart from Sean Giambroni. Who, I don't really he, know what he's doing. He's doing a lot with his face. I feel like it's really weird that he is sort of just partnered with the grandpa all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I have nothing to say on uh, Haley Orantia because don't we barely saw any of her she's, in the show. She's not given that much, and what she is given is stuff like she I asked for twenty dollars because she needs because she wants to go outside, but she knows that like if she just says it's for girl stuff, then Jeff Garland will go cut a mon cue a montage of him going. Ugh. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. Yeah, but that, guess, that was just... that was a, that was a part of the show that felt real to me. That's probably like something from his childhood. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I've seen I've seen it though. I've seen it so yeah. many times. The dad yeah. being like, "Oh, periods." Yeah, this is also like a very oddly. It's an, it's a show that feels like it, I know it's set in the eighties, but it feels out of time. Yeah, like it doesn't feel right that this show is on the air right now. <laughs> no, it does not. Especially when Malcolm in the Middle hasn't been on air for 18 years. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> uh. Josh, uh, can I give you some Happy Madison connections for this? Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, David Sway... Da David Sway. David Swade! <laughs> Davy Swavy. That's his porn name. Shit. Um, David Spade, Nick Swardson, and John Lovitz all make appearances in the Goldbergs. <gasps> Wonderful. John Lovett's appearance is an interesting one to talk about because mm. it was last season. Mm. Um, and in fact, a part of me is like, we probably should have just watched this episode. Right. This episode was called The Wedding Singer. Fuck. 
Um, and it is a crossover with the movie The Wedding Singer. No, it fucking isn't. John Lovitz reprises his role oh. from The Wedding Singer as Jimmy Moore. And there is a scene with Barry and his girlfriend on a plane. And it is the same plane in which Adam Sandler's character Robbie Hart is on with Billy Idol. Who, where he's singing his love song to Drew Barrymore. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> Why the a... fuck didn't we do that one episode? And then we could have called this episode 17. <laughs> I didn't notice until like two days ago. We could have called this episode 17 The Wedding Singer, and then everyone would have been really excited. We should have watched The Wedding Singer and The Wedding Singer. God we watched... damn it. Everyone would have been really excited, and then we would have... But you know what, what? that means? We might have to watch another episode of The Cold Fox. <sighs> yeah, fine. I'm up for that, because that has a point of view. I've said that twice in this <laughs> But it is interesting. Now. I've been looking at, like... um people in this show like who've guest starred in the show a lot of them are uh playing characters that they played in 80s movies like there are two guys from animal house who play their characters from animal house yeah anthony michael hall plays rusty not his character from national lampoon's vacation but definitely a reference to it right freddie uh robert england pops up as freddie krueger cool yeah in it I mean, Charlie Sheen plays his character from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> I don't want to hate this film as much as I do. It's not it's even not, a film. It's not a film. It's a show. I don't want to. I don't want to hate the show as much as I do because, like, it is fine. It's fine. It's deeply fine. It's mediocre. But I'm just also done with fucking things that are just set in the '80s for the set for like for the fuck of it. That are just like. Well, so so I don't watch Stranger Things. So maybe that's what I'm getting out of this. Stranger Things has like a it has an aspect in that it's like it's paying homage to those sort of eighties films. And it's a sort of story that feels Josh, right. I don't like it. I've seen three episodes and I turned it off. I've seen as many episodes of Stranger Things as I have of the Goldbergs, and I'm more likely to watch more of the Goldbergs than I have <laughs> like, of Stranger Things. Well drama's more polarizing always, isn't it? Than like It's also it's just like because it's so like fucking referential to stuff that I'm just like I'd just rather watch what it's referencing. Yeah, I get you. So that is more referential in terms of like the plot references this or like the tone or the style. Whereas this is the kind of referential shit that's just like, this kid is wearing a Top Gun t-shirt. Wasn't that cool? Or this kid got given REO Speedwagon. Let's play a song by REO Speedwagon because people remember and enjoy REO Speedwagon. Do you remember REO Speedwagon? Yes, REO Speedwagon was a band. Cool. I was thinking this. Does it, does every episode end with like an eighties track? Because I feel like they're gonna have to pull some deep dives <laughs> if like they're up to episode one hundred and what is it? One hundred seventy two. Oh. So, so they're gonna end on "Small Town Boy" by Bronski B. You gotta end on something that came, you gotta end on the uh, Christmas number one of nineteen eighty nine, don't you? Signify the end of the eighties. What was that? Uh, obviously, it was "Dancing in the Street." <laughs> oh okay <laughs> do you have to look that up real quick I, oh, I i don't know if that was true oh okay <laughs> um uh christmas number one 1989 um obviously it was band-aid 2 do they know it's christmas For fuck's sake okay <laughs> fine we'll have to do that <laughs> that's that's the song that signifies the end of the 80s for me not that i was alive in the 80s oh yeah you weren't no 
Maybe that's what I get. You you lived through it. <laughs> I lived through all nine months of it. Or what? you lived you Ten lived through it all. I did. So, I saw the Berlin Wall fall. I saw. I don't know. I guess what also pisses me off about this is like so. Over the weekend, I watched two TV shows. I watched three episodes of this, and I watched five episodes of It's a Sin, and It's a Sin was just like phenomenal, like wonderful stuff. Obviously, another 80s set show, but, you know, like a pressing story, really funny, like so much funnier than this. And... More funnier than this? Huh? Funnier than this? Funnier than this, yeah. Even even with, like, the highs of that show are so much higher. The lows are obviously down in the depths of hell. Like, it just, it shows like that that make you think, you know what? TV really is good. Whereas shows like Goldbergs, the Goldbergs, it's just like, it's like, it goes back to that time when people were ashamed to say they watched TV. You know, when it just was like, oh, what are you watching tonight? Corey? <laughs> Is anything fun going to happen? I don't know. Something might. Simpsons. Might not. Yeah. <laughs> Simpsons season 18. It's just depressing. It's just, oh, okay. I love that the Simpsons season 18 wasn't like this show wasn't even on back then (laughs) (laughs) yeah this show is just endemic of this show is just what i expect from tv no but it's but i expect so much more this show is just like the philosophy of life is just counting down the hours until you die and it doesn't matter what you fill it with just fill it with something you know and this this could be one of those somethings you could spend 172 episodes with the goldbergs yeah or you could just fucking like i don't know just um you know there are people you can call like the samaritans <laughs> i know but uh, it just depresses me it just depresses me this shit it was fine yeah it was fine <laughs> it was fine that's its biggest crime it wasn't bad it wasn't good it was fine. No, because the thing is, I've seen things that are, like, so mediocre that I just can't stand them. Or just, like, they just don't function. This is this was just, like... This was competent. Yeah. Deeply competent. And, you know, I appreciated that like, as a little break <laughs> between the, the crimes yeah. of Happy Madison of yeah. 2005 to 2006... Yeah, but you know, they tried something. They reached for the stars. No, they didn't, Josh. <laughs> Grandma's boy does not reach for the stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, it reached for the gutter and it, it got there. No, it didn't. It was just some guys got high and made a fucking movie. <laughs> it didn't reach for any. It reached for the bong. It reached for the bong and it made it halfway there and it landed in the gutter. But when you're looking, when you're in the gutter, you're looking at the stars. You know? And stars is rats backwards. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, it's not star is rats backwards. Um, yeah. It's rats. So, so, apart from the Wedding Singer episode, you're not going to watch any more of this, so. No. I might. I might. That's good. If I'm, if I'm bored, I'll throw on. I'm almost at the end of Bob's Burgers, so, you know. <laughs> you need the next one. Yeah, well, I've, I've gone, I've, I've made my way through every episode of King of the Hill. Yeah. Made my way through every episode of Bob's Burgers. Yeah. I can just throw this on in the background. Yeah. While I'm having a wank. 
<laughs> Fine. Oh, I did get one interesting question out of this. So you know when? Um, so is this the talking three, point you wanted to bring? Yeah, up? this is uh, this is my talking point. Mine was the wedding singer thing. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, this is my one. So you know when the grandson he wants to go see Poltergeist, and his mum's like, "No, you can't see that." Yes, and it's at the Dollar Theater. At the Dollar Theater, um, he's like. Oh, oh no, the mum's like, oh no, you go to the great mouse detective. And then the granddad, he tricks the granddad into taking him to see Poltergeist. Yes. What's the, what's the most inappropriate film you've been taken to see by an elder relative? Um, I don't think like I've been t- inappropriately taken by like, like my grandparents never really sent me to the cinema. Mm. Uh, but if we go just with my mum, it's either Capturing the Freedmans or uh, The Aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> Those are both good. Me and my mum, big dock heads. Yeah. And uh, we had to go, and you know, capturing the Freedmans came out, we had to go, we had to find out what's going on. And was it good? Was it what? Was it good? It was very Family interesting. Was, I think I was 13 at the time. Right. So, you know, I'm really glad I uh, went to see that movie. <laughs> that five-star review in Empire sold me. Yeah. And then for the um, the aristocrats, you know... Uh, it was my chance, my first chance to see South Park on the big screen. I had to go, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, those those probably probably my two strangest experiences. The the most awkward I've ever felt during a movie is sitting at home watching the film uh, Cheap Frills with my dad. What Did is you that? See Cheap Frills? Is that the no. Is I think it? it's called Cheap Frills. <laughs> Who's who? What? What is it? With, with David Koechner, no, and um, Pat Healy and Sarah Paxton. No, I'm looking it up now. Um, I quite quite enjoyed it. It wasn't my favorite film. It's kind of loosely based on that um, Roald Dahl story, in which uh, people keep sort of paying a guy to do more outrageous things. Well, no, no, right, the okay. Roald Dahl story is that like um. Is it that they'll pay him to cut off his? Uh, if he can, if he can, it's like betting that he can't light something five times, light his lighter five times in a row. If he does, his thumb gets cut off. Right. Okay. Um, something like that. <laughs> uh, Cheap Rolls is um, basically this guy uh, meets these two other men who keep um, offering him money to do stuff <laughs> throughout the night. Right. Oh, no, it's like, like no, two guys. What two guys <laughs> meet up with a couple? Yeah. Who are basically like, we will pay you to do tasks, and they're just yes, randomly silly. It's it's, it's a weird sort of indie comedy kind of, and there's just I remember there being a sort of st- uh, simulated sex scene in it with Sarah Paxton and I think Ethan Embry. And I remember just finding it very awkward to watch with my right. dad. And that is the only time I've really felt awkward watching a movie with a parent. Yeah. That's, that sounds good. That's a good memory. I think you should watch Cheap Frills. It's quite good. I might do. I think now looking at it, it does look familiar and like something I feel like I wanted to watch <laughs> back in the day. 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. So <laughs> not quite as good as the Goldberg season two. But, <laughs> but it's up there. Uh, do you want to know what... At the tender age of well, 11. I imagine you have one, yes. Yeah. So when I was 12, my grandma took me to see American Pie 2. Oh. At the cinema. Why? 
I, I, I don't know. I think, I mean, I do know. Obviously, I wanted to watch it because I'd heard about American Pie. I hadn't yet seen it, but I knew that so, the oh, new one... Oh, you saw two before one? I did see two before one, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, um... Oddly enough, yeah. um... David Sims on Blank Check mentions this week's episode that he went to see uh, American Pie 2 at a too young age. Really? Yeah. Oh, we're just, we're together. <laughs> we're two bros. But yeah, I still remember sitting through that and being like, oh, this is so cool that I'm going to see this movie. And about five minutes through being like, I've made a huge mistake. This is going to be really awkward. And it was. <laughs> it just was. It was terrible. Okay. Um, yeah, that's... Uh... That's a strange one to pick. Um, what a strange one to to take your grandson to. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. She thought I was very advanced for my age. I wasn't. You are. <laughs> I'm not at all. I'm a child brain. But yeah, Jesus Christ. I do. I do have. Um, I do have an odd one actually. Oh. That's not technically. It's not my story, but I am oh, involved. Okay. Okay. Uh, I went to see The Beaver. Do you remember The Beaver? Yeah. Is that the Jodie Foster one? Yeah, Jodie Foster directs Mel Gibson in a movie in which he is a depressed man whose life gets taken over by a puppet beaver on his hand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, do you remember the poster for The Beaver? Oh, isn't it just a beaver? It was just it was just um, Mel Gibson holding up the beaver puppet. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Um, Yeah. And I think there's like a, a little note with the puppet. And it's Hello, to... this person is under the care of a prescription puppet. Please treat him as you normally would, but address yourself to the beaver. Yes, that's the one. Is what it says. Um, kind of makes it look a little wacky, right? Yeah. So I went in, empty screen. <laughs> this is uh, I went to see this. Um, I went to see three films in one day. I went to see this, uh, Green Lantern, and uh, Bad Teacher. <laughs> yeah, what a day! <laughs> what a day at the movies for Jack Gregson. <laughs> Um, your fucking mind and empty screening until a man walked in with his two children who looked around sort of age 10 or 11 oh no because this film was rated 12a yeah and with the poster it had you i guess you could be forgiven for mistaking it for a family-friendly comedy yeah is it not it's not (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot about um suicide and uh at the end spoiler alert for the beaver S- skip forward a bit if you don't want to know um yeah mel gibson chops off his own hand oh wow um, okay uh to get rid of the beaver uh in a sort of very gruesome moment and my memory of the end of the film is the dad just saying to his uh son no, that movie probably wasn't appropriate for you. <laughs> oh my god, that kid's in therapy now. I assume. So no, it's I, probably fine. Just the BBFC website is there. People use it, read it. Don't be fucking. But was it there at the time? In 2011, yes. yeah, it was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was there. Because uh, you know what, in 2001, the BBFC wasn't there to say no, the me BBFC from my was there, but Josh. Yeah, but not on a website. Also, the film was rated 15, so you shouldn't have been going anyway. Well, this was this was rated 12A. Yeah, they're not just guidelines; they're the law. They're guidelines. They're not. They're enforced by the law. No. As someone who worked at Blockbuster, we got this <laughs> hammered into us. 
Oh. Your grandmother broke the law. You definitely would have been a party pooper. I still am. <laughs> you still are. No, you're the life and soul. Uh, you shouldn't have been there. Do you have an MVP for this, Josh? Oh, Jeff Garland. Because I just like hearing his voice. It's soothing, isn't it? Soothing and nice. How about you? Uh, Wendy McClendon Covey. I thought she was quite charming in it. Cool. Do you have an LVP? Choice. 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 It's too much of it. And in order for there to be this much choice... But what if there was less choice and there was just this? That would make it easier, wouldn't it? <laughs> Stepping off that plank. No, it's just... Yeah, it's it's the it's the TV gold rush, isn't it? The that's the low. TV, no, it's called the Goldbergs. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> Goldbergs is a Charlie Chaplin movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, I don't know. I uh, yeah, LVP Evan F Goldberg. Oh no, fuck LVP Adam F Goldberg. Thinking his life has any meaning or value <laughs> or interest for the for the listener or the viewer or anything, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, mine is LVP is uh, his lack of conflict within a TV show. <laughs> like, uh, have something happen, f- throw a fucking punch. Just do something. But Just then again, maybe we don't need it because this at one point I read a thing that it was the third most popular show on television. Uh. So <laughs> clearly it's doing something right that we're not doing right because we're not the third most popular podcast on the internet. Yeah. Do you know what we are, Jack? We're polarizing. We, oh, yeah. We're renegades. We say what we want. Some people come on and they go, oh, these guys, we get it. Some people come on and go, this is shit. <laughs> the production values are terrible. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I go, you know what? I feel like we get the second one yeah, more. Yeah, we get the second one more. But those few that stick around, those those happy few, those band of brothers, they're here. They're here. You know? Thank you for being here, band of brothers, sisters. And they're ride or die. And... Brothers that who were turned into sisters like Eric Goldberg. Yeah. You know, it's like this is the life I want. Just niches, just niches everywhere for people to find small, weird communities. Not this fucking homogenous shit where everyone's watching 15 seasons of The Office. I'm just going to say LVP uh, again to Evan F. Goldberg for not having the scruples to represent his family truly on screen. <laughs> That's true. Also, it's Adam F. Goldberg, not ever. You said that a second ago. And I said it first. Adam F. <laughs> yeah. Goldberg, LVP Adam F. Goldberg for not having the balls to represent his family as they were on screen, having to kowtow to the studio to, not that I think there should be less women on this show, but if you're gonna tell if you're gonna tell your story, be fucking honest. Tell it true. Yeah. Tell it fucking true. Don't make up. You didn't have a sister, yeah. man. You don't know what that's you like. Know, you can't yeah, exactly. write that. It's bullshit. But he doesn't know how to have a perfectly fine normal suburban life where nothing happens. That's <laughs> why we see so little of the sister so far. Probably. Uh, uh. next week, Josh. Yeah. We're back. We are back. We're back. I'm really excited. We're back to the Sandman. Finally. Next week Here we're we watching six more episodes of the Goldbergs. <laughs> <laughs> no, six. next week we're watching Click. Yay. Sick Click. Anybody messing with my Click, 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 Click. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I'm excited to get back to something that could... You know what? It could be great. It could be terrible. It's probably going to be terrible. But you know what? It will be interesting. 
You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it. No. It could be absolutely mediocre. No, great, great. I'm looking forward to discussing that with you next week. <laughs> but, Me too. Josh, how can people find you if they want to talk to you within the week? I think based on this showing, no one will want to talk to me. But if you want to, it's at P-A-P-S-B-Y, at Papsby. Oh, that rhymes with uh, the curious case of Benjamin. It does. And it's on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. How can people find you, Jacken? You can uh, find me wandering the streets of Fulham. Or you can can tweet me, Letterboxd me, Instagram me, at JFG and Digital 3D. Yeah, nice. If you want to get in touch with the show. Yeah, you can uh, tweet us at TrueHapMad. You can. Should we talk about the terrifying email we got this week? No, I don't want to pay it any mind. <laughs> okay. But if you All want right. to send us terrifying emails, we're TrueHapMad at gmail.com <laughs> It's really horrible. Um, yeah, and as always, please, if you've enjoyed the show, the episode, anything, leave us a review. Um, give us a rating wherever you can. You might give some, Josh something to live for. <laughs> I've got stuff to live for. It's just when when I'm faced with a Sunday where it's just cold and snowy and I've been outside and the snow started to melt, but it's still cold. And I think, what have I got to do today? I've got to do cleaning and I've got to watch three episodes of The Goldbergs. <laughs> that's, when, that, that's when that trigger starts seeming appealing, you know? My God, man. <laughs> what do you mean? Like people live through real fucking hardships in the world, and yours is like I've got to watch the gold bars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we all have our struggles. The things that have made me depressed are not the gold bars. Gold no, bars have been just... one brief respite from my it's... depression. Yeah, well, it's just yeah. It's just, well, that just shows that depression works in a myriad of ways. That's true. Nobody should measure their depression against yeah. each other. Yeah. So don't tell me my problems aren't real. Your problems are real. Yeah, they are. Thank you. My problem is mediocre TV and various other things. But mostly at the moment, mediocre TV. That's what I'm concentrating on here uh, uh, to deflect from the other things. Anyway, this has been a really good uplifting episode. I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, horseshit. <laughs>